Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the MR Running Pains podcast. As always, my name is Aaron Saft, and I am having a special guest on today. Her name is Robin Byron. Uh, Robin is one of the athletes that I have the pleasure of coaching. I really, I love Robin's um, attitude. You'll hear uh, just her her vibrance. Um, you know, she is just. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful human being, um, and it's incredible. You know her, her stick to itness, her fortitude. Uh, you know to to finish this goal of running a hundred miles. Um, you'll he'll hear Robin's story. She you know, had four attempts prior to um, finally finishing her first hundred miler at the Rocky Raccoon um, in Texas. In just under the cutoff. Um, I mean, you know, we're talking about the golden minute, <laughs> not the golden hour. Uh, so it's it's incredible story. I love Robin. I love this story. I appreciate her coming on here and sharing her story. I hope you enjoy and take some things away from this conversation. Hey, Robin. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm glad to hear you're recovering well. Yeah. Feeling pretty good, actually. That's pretty incredible. I know. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> what What was the worst part of uh, the day after? Um, just walking around like I was some kind of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. mean, once we got going, it was it was fine, and I could actually walk pretty decently but yeah that those first few steps were something else (laughs) when you sit down would you tighten up again uh not horribly but yeah somewhat have you been uh pretty ravenous have you been like extra hungry it depends like the first day i wasn't um but like and not really Tuesday either, but we were traveling that day back to North Carolina. So, um, but yesterday I did have a pretty good appetite and today eh, it's okay. <laughs> so it's <laughs> right on. Very good. So. Very cool. Well, you know, let's, uh, um, start with, uh, just hearing about the race. We're, we'll kind of go in a, a different order today. We'll hear about the race and then, uh, then we can talk about, about you and the background leading up to this. So, um, you were, you ran the Rocky raccoon, which, uh, tell us a little bit about where the race is and, you know, where does it take place? What is it like, you know, describe the format of the race and all that stuff. Sure. Um, so they have the Rocky raccoon 100 in Huntsville state park, which is a little over an hour, um, North and a tad West of Houston, Texas. Um, it's a really pretty park. Um, it's a big lake in the main part of it. And um, the concept of the race course is five 20 mile loops. So um, there was the main aid station at the start finish. And then there was two other aid stations out on the course as well. So. And then did you uh, each lap, did you do the same direction? Yep. <laughs> so by the end, you knew exactly what was coming up. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, the first loop was a little like, oh, okay, and okay, this is here, and here's a hill. But um, 
ironically, I would have said all the hills were runnable compared to North Carolina hill standards. Sure. Um, but, you know, you don't want to be that crazy and ridiculous and be running all the hills. You're doing 100 milers. So. Right, right. So, and how was the footing? How, was it uh, rocky? Was it pretty smooth? How was that? The footing, so there was a few parts in it that were pretty runnable. There was like a little out and back area that was on a, a road of some type, um, I would say. Um, but that was kind of a, it, was, it wasn't like pavement. It was just dirt. Um, so that was a runnable section of the race. But there was sections where it was pretty rocky. And a large majority of the race was pretty darn rooty. And these were huge, huge tree roots. <laughs> and they just latched onto your feet. And I, I just saw so many people fall. It was just oh. incredible. How many people were in the race? Do you remember? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, it was probably, I know it was over, maybe it was around 300 okay. or 250, something like that. Size. Yeah, it's pretty good size. And uh, mm-hmm. was there any other distances that raced that day or just the 100? <laughs> yeah, they had 100K uh, that was that day as well. And I guess they used to do a 50-miler the same uh, weekend, but they had to branch that off for its own weekend just because things were getting so big. So Gotcha. Right on. Did you yourself go down or did you manage to stay up? I managed to stay upright. I was <laughs> just – so one of the runners about three loops in told me that some – runner had been airlifted after they had fallen out of- oh my goodness <laughs> um so i was petrified and maybe just tried to take it a little bit more carefully after that point yes yeah. oh my god uh, but yeah it was it was challenging it was a lot more challenging than i thought it would be and it was more um elevation gain than i thought it would be what was, was the I- my watch got more anyway. What did your watch say? Just out of curiosity. Uh, almost, almost 8,000 feet of gain. And, they, and, and when they, they advertised it, advertised it as uh, about like 5,500. Okay. All right. So um, yeah, like you said, just some kind of rollers sounds like rolling hills mm-hmm. on a 20 mile loop with some yeah. questionable footing at times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, and um, let's just start out with some of the logistics of the race. Um, you had, do you had crew, right? Your, I believe your husband was crewing for you and yeah. your sister. My main crew person. And then my sister and her family uh, helped as well. Um, they came out Saturday afternoon and then um, Sunday afternoon as well. Nice. Had any of them had experience crewing in the past? Uh, my husband has. So he, um, started from scratch a few years ago when he started helping me with races. So I'd have to say he has come a long, long ways. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really good. So I was really proud of him. He stayed out there the entire time. Nice. That's awesome. Any, um, any problems that you guys ran into, um, you know, so with the 20 mile loop, how many times did they get to see you? Um, so if they really wanted to, they could have hopped around to each of the aid stations, but parking was, um, a huge challenge. And Mm -hmm. so my husband didn't want to lose his really good parking spot that he finally nabbed sometime during Saturday afternoon, I guess it was. Mm -hmm. Um, so he, and, and they, they all just stayed at the main start finish aid station, which was fine. Okay. All right. 
though we'll we'll talk about how that panned out you know like what did you have to do um did you plan on that going into the race just seeing them at the start finish yeah that was kind of my thought process you know i said if things work out where you feel like you can go to a different aid station then go for it but yeah it just worked out fine good just to have them stick at the one um and then did they allow for pacers in this race they did they did um i think it was over mile 60 so three loops okay and then you can pacer did you have a pacer or did you go solo um nope i went solo so (laughs) i didn't um how did that you know when you got to the those latter miles you know where we all start getting tired and (laughs) you know our our brain starts getting a bit off um how did that how that feel did would you have liked to have had somebody out there but you know knowing that you weren't going to i guess doesn't really help much but um (laughs) (laughs) i definitely would have liked somebody out there um i know it really would have helped just hold my race together a little bit tighter, especially even if I only had a pacer those last 20 miles, I think it would have been helpful to have a pacer the last 40, but for sure the last 20. So did the race have any way of connecting folks, you know, coming uh, with pacers? Um, I know they had a Facebook page, um, but I didn't really see any action for, you know, as far as pacers, hook up you know or i'm available to pace type of deal so okay okay yeah, yeah. I, I know races like umstead you know like it's very similar you know lap course um mm-hmm. you, you come into the start finish area and they have a whole tent um you know there's a, a a pacer coordinator and you know you basically tell them what you're trying to do and they kind of try to match up somebody that's you know in the tent with you and send them out um I imagine on a loop course, that'd be a lot easier. Whereas like, you know, like a point to point, you know, uh, that, that would be a lot tougher to have random pacers at various aid stations. But, um, so, um, what did you do for those? Uh, well, we'll I guess we'll get to that later in the race, but let's talk about the, uh, the start. Um, so you travel to Texas, you and I, uh, were, we're talking, I was, you know, wishing you luck and, you, you said that you ran into a little snafu. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I thought I was being all proactive and what a good planner I was. Um, I was going to send a box down to my sister um, with a bunch of race stuff, including my race nutrition. And um, I was like, okay, it's going to get there in plenty of time. Well, then, you know, that winter storm slid through and it kind of put a major kibosh on that. Um, My package got stuck in Arlington, Texas, and it never did arrive. In fact, it just arrived back to North Carolina today. (laughs) 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 Um, So I I knew I wasn't going to, I just had a feeling at that point when I was traveling down on Thursday, I, I just had a feeling that things weren't going to go my way with getting that box in time. So I told my sister, she started calling around to some of the running stores in Houston and uh, trying to locate my nutrition that I use. And nobody sold spring nutrition in Houston. It was just crazy. crazy. So she had to travel to Beaumont, Texas, and there was only one running store there that had it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But she saved the day. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yes. And so, you know, um, did you let that affect you 
like, did you stress a, you know, a bit about that or did you just say, you know, going to try to do the best I can? I just, I just, I initially, yes, it was a little worrisome, but I thought, you know what, I'm being as proactive as I can. I'm trying to think outside of the box. What can I do if that doesn't work? So, um, yeah, I figured if nothing else, I would just go to some of the local running stores in Houston and get some goose or something. I mean, mm -hmm. or Huma gels or something, you know, I I've, I've worked with those in the past too. So I know they work for me so that it wasn't the end to end all, but I was really happy that she was able to go out and get that for me. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I thought about texting back, you know, just try not to stress about it, you know, just let, you know, control the factors that you can do what you can, but don't, you know, get all upset about it. But, you know, in, in my head, I'm like, I don't think that would be helpful to, to Robin right now because <laughs> she's worried about her food. So I, uh, I deleted that comment and, you know, and, uh, it's just like, yeah, I, I hope, I hope, it, you know, I hope your sister should grab stuff. And then you had test the fact that she had gone and I was like, Oh, phew, good. She had, um, yeah. yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah yeah no it's i mean it's it's those things though right that can really just throw you know a real wrench into you before the race and then then you're stressed out you you know your anxiety's up i mean you're already nervous but then it just starts wrecking you um, yeah. that's that's the worst i mean that's you know like when i was at hard rock and my wife texted me that morning the morning before the race she's like i missed my flight and I'm oh. like, you did what <laughs> you know i was like oh my gosh you know so but like i had already made an agreement with myself that I would not let anything stress me out that week. I said, okay, you know, are you going to be able to get on a later flight? And she said, yeah, I'm just going to get in late. I said, so we started making a plan, how we could get her the rental vehicle so she could drive, you know, back to where we were. And I mean, you know, we made a plan and we, we executed, you know, it, it was, it was just a different timing, you know? So mm. it's, it's, uh, you know, it's race week. It's, it's not the time to stress about things. You know, if things come up, you just got to try to find your way around it without getting, right. so, you know, so yeah. balled up and, 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 you know, so, um, you know, sometimes we get angry about things and it's not worth the, not worth the energy, um, or the anxiety, you know, right. that, that we make it. So, uh, I'm glad that that situation resolved itself because, uh, you know, uh, obviously your nutrition is, is key and it's, it's vital. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so, you know, a little bit of a, uh, uh, stir up, you know, to get, to get going, but, um, so, um, but, uh, you know, before the race, no other hiccups, everything else was pretty smooth sailing. Uh, yeah. Everything else went really smooth. Um, I didn't really have to say my sister and her husband really came through for me because they had canopies and camping chairs oh, nice. and, hand warmers which was in my box <laughs> so those were a huge lifesaver it was so cold was it um, oh my gosh it was like mid-20s wow, mid wow. To like 25 to 27 at the start at the start and then also overnight mm. um, so, yeah did you have enough gear um for those i did i, yeah. I packed all my gear all my clothes was carry-on and my shoes I did that all carry-on um I had packed an extra water bladder which in turn came out handy as well um yeah I, I tried to pack everything else that I knew I absolutely had to have with me so right on good good I'm glad you had the, the gear for it um so <laughs> were they calling for those temps did you know ahead of time I knew it was going to be cold okay yeah Yep. I brought like five pairs of gloves. I brought my Merino, 
um, wool base layers, pants and shirts, a couple different shirts. Yeah, I, I planned. Good. Right. Oh, that's excellent. Good. That's great. Um, so, um, so talk about, you know, you, you started, um, once you got started, um, what was kind of the plan? Did you have a, uh, an idea of, of what you were looking for, for your first few laps or were you just kind of going by feel? Uh, I was just kind of going by feel. Um, I thought, you know, if I could maybe do like a five and a half hour loop or so, or, um, six, then, you know, max six, then that would be a good feel for me. Um, and I, I did go out a little fast that first loop. <laughs> yes. I saw that on training peaks. Um, um, it's hard not to, when you're, you know, you're excited and you're in the midst of the race and you're feeling good because it's the first lap. Um, yeah. what does your first lap end up being? Like four and a half hours. Four and a half. <laughs> yeah. A little bit ahead of schedule. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say there was, um, a lot of veteran runners out on the course and they, everyone was super friendly, um, super nice. And they're like, just, you know, if this is your first time running, just be careful. Cause you will blow yourself up if you go out too fast. And I was like, okay, well, thanks for the advice. And I did, I slowed it down then, but I still came in way above my, um, projected time, I guess is what I wanted for that first loop, but for the first loop. And then, um, you know, uh, that first loop, um, how, how did you prepare your, you know, your calories and stuff? Did you kind of calculate how long you thought you'd be on that loop? You know, since you yeah. in- yep, I did, um, I kind of separated my nutrition out into baggies that were with six hours worth of nutrition and them each. And so I just piled that into my hydration pack and filled my bladder up which right before the start literally like eight minutes before the start I found I had a hole in it mm. in the water <laughs> to switch that out um and it, it was it was fine it was stressful but it was fine it worked I had a better <laughs> so that's great um, and I'd also brought a insulator for my tubing the water tubing so that one freeze I used right. that on the loop and then the overnight loops too but um yeah so i just basically packed it all in at the you know aid station start finish and then just did the loop and i also got additional nutrition and the aid stations on the course too nice uh did they have drop bags on the loop they did yeah you could done drop bags um did you use them or no i didn't no you just Mm -hmm. carried everything okay i yeah, and that was, that worked out. Okay. Carrying, you know, everything yeah, it worked out fine. Um, in retrospect, I think it probably would have, um, been good to at least have a drop bag. So if I wanted to drop some clothes or, you know, didn't want to carry all that nutrition with right. me, time, then I could have had some backup, but it, it was fine. So okay. fine. <laughs> um, and how did the second loop go? Um, the second loop went pretty good. I had met, um, a runner right at the end of the first loop and her and I ran in the loop together and she ended up finding me on the second loop. So we ran together for a good distance. And I met another runner, um, <laughs> we ran together for a few miles so that, you know, that covered some time. Yeah. Um, the second loop I felt went pretty good too. Um, 
I don't exactly remember. I think that was maybe a little over five hours. Okay. So still a little bit quicker from what you were. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, closer, closer. That's for sure. But yeah. uh, still, still yeah. a little bit Okay. Yeah. It's, it is uh, hard to slow ourselves down. That's, you know, I, like it, it is. It is, yeah. very, it is very hard. <laughs> yeah. nope. I understand that. I really do. Um, <laughs> um, any, any other problems arise during the second loop? You know, everything, no chafing, no blisters, no, uh, no, no. Uh, calories are still going down. Okay. Right. Yeah. I didn't have um, any issues with that. I did uh, end up changing my socks and taping my pinky toes when I got back um, after the second loop, just cause they, I don't know if it was just the terrain or whatever, but they kept rubbing on the side of my shoes. So mm. and there, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, there, yeah, there wasn't any blisters or anything. Um, and it's happened to me before. So, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But you were prepared for that. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So you're, you're through lap two, everything's still okay. Um, mm -hmm. How about lap three and four? Anything in there that? So lap three, um, I met a guy almost right off the hop. And so he and I ran together for a while. He was only doing the 100K. Okay. So, but he had a stellar walking pace. And so we walked together for a while and um, chatted. And then it got dark and, um, it, the third loop it, it wasn't bad it just you know the miles was starting to to wear on you <laughs> yeah 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 obviously you're you're approaching 60k uh I think yeah good time yeah on feet, so um, definitely so after the third loop when i got back to my husband i completely did a clothing change took off all the wet clothes put on dry warm clothes um, ended up having to sit in the car for about 10 minutes to warm up because it was just my fingers were just ice cubes and i knew if i went out on the race course it would be lights out for me so <laughs> i i sat and and warmed up for about 10 minutes and that was wonderful that's what that's what i needed so um got out of there um the fourth loop was really hard i'd say it was my toughest loop um it wasn't so much that i was i mean you know of course you're you're getting tired um i think just mentally being in the dark all yep. alone yep <laughs> yep <laughs> for many many miles and it start really start to thin out you don't really yeah. see anybody yeah oh. that was that was tough. I had a little bit of uh, some GI issues towards the end of the loop. Not bad, but enough to kind of detain me a little bit. And then my headlamp died <laughs> out on the course. So I had to replace oh. the battery. So that took some time. So, yeah. But I, yeah, made it in. Um, when caffeine? I got back. Did you, huh? do any, did you do any caffeine on that loop? I did. I had a cup of coffee and then I had, I think, a couple caffeinated gels okay because I, yeah i could definitely tell i needed a little little yep. pick me up yeah yeah <laughs> and do you think any of that might have led to the gi distress the caffeine have you noticed that in the past it might have i mean i normally have a couple coffee couple cups of coffee per day um but that's it so i don't have a large caffeine intake so that definitely could have contributed to something um but yeah it was just it was frustrating because i just didn't want to take the time to deal with it 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, totally. And uh, we should say, what was the temperature swing? So what did the high of the day? What did that reach? So Saturday, it never got really warm. Hmm. Uh, it was about forty-four. Oh wow. Okay, I was expecting to hear it that it got a bit warmer, but that's wow. Yeah. That's, okay. But Sunday warm up it got um to the mid 50s okay what was the start time by the way what time did you start so um you could start either at 6 6 30 or 7 i started at 6 30 okay all right so they, they had like a, almost like a wave start yeah they spread it out for covid so That's if you cool. start at six you had 32 hours to complete it and okay. i um i was like oh i'll be fine i'm yeah. gonna start it 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, we've, you got in from lap four. You were about to say something when you got in from lap oh, four. So when I got in from lap four, um, one of the race directors saw me and he, he's like, Hey, what's, you know, what's the matter? He could tell I was frustrated or, you know, upset. And I said, it was just a really tough loop. And he's like, look, you know, sun's coming up. You're going to be revitalized. It's your last loop. You've got this, you know, have a little something to eat, get your water nutrition and get out there and, and, you know, you got this. And so I was like, okay. So I went back to my husband, filled up on water, got my nutrition and headed out. I didn't waste any time. So I felt on the whole that that last loop was better than the fourth loop, but it was still extremely challenging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you, uh, your, you know, your, your last loop, you're, you're looking at finishing obviously, but there's also <laughs> that cutoff time, um, right. Based on your, your fourth loop completion, how much time did you have until the cutoff? Um, I had, what time did I get? I think I left uh, the aid station. Uh, I was around seven. Okay. And I had oh, maybe 7.30. Maybe it was 7.30 and I had till two. Okay. All right. So uh, that's four and a half, six and a half hours. So you had six and a half hours. What did loop four take to complete you just so we get the, the picture? Lord, it was well over seven hours. Okay. It was bad. All right. <laughs> So, yeah. So you had to hustle a little bit on that, that last uh, Okay. Yes. And I did, I, I got some shuffle running in, um, and there was obviously people out there with their pacers. It was light out. Um, so I'd kind of try to latch onto some people as they were coming past me and kind of keep up with their pace for a while as much as I could. Um, and I, I think that helped. And I, kept telling myself you know get it together you got this let's go <laughs> yeah yeah good so. I, it was exciting I mean I was following you online you know they had a, a great little tracking system where you know well I mean it was pretty basic you know when you finished a lap it said she's yeah through this. <laughs> she's through this yeah. um and then I was I was uh texting Tori and saying like have you heard anything and you know she had uh, I guess texted your husband and he was saying that you should be finished about uh, 2.30 p.m. Does that sound right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe it was 2.30 our time. Um, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was 2.30 our time because um, that's uh, – what are they? Are they mountain where you were? Central. They're central. They're central. Okay. Okay. So, so an hour back. Yep. 
Okay, so it would have been like one thirty, uh, your time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so, um, uh, we're we're <laughs> you're on your last lap. Were you getting nervous about that? Or like, were you, you know, really watching the watch? What was going on there? I was, but I was, I think I kind of had some of that runner brain going on and I was like, okay, you're, you're still, you're doing okay. You're doing okay. And, um, then uh, with about a little over two miles left to go, my sister and her oldest daughter came out on the trail and found me and, um, so she was like, oh, great. You know, we found you. Let's go. So she started talking with me. And I said, well, how long did it take you to get out here? Because uh, they walked the whole way. And she said an hour. And I said, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have an hour. So, um, yeah, we started hustling. And, um, yeah, my sister was good. She was cracking the whip. And then my husband came out when we had about a mile left. And he was keeping us company and he was like, you're, you're doing fine. You got lots of time. And my sister's like, no, we don't have lots of time. It's <laughs> you know, like 50. We got to go. Yeah. And like, oh, I thought we had till two 30. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yep. God. So, <laughs> and then there's like a pretty substantial hill, like right before you get back up to the parking lot to do your last loop to the finish area. Oh my gosh. (sighs) (laughs) So it was, it was challenging, but I was actually found some strength there right at the end to break into a run and run it in. I don't know where that came. Uh, It's it's amazing what the brain can do. You know, it's, it's, you know, like, I want to see is that finish line. All of a sudden it's like, Oh, I don't have to conserve anymore. You know, it, yeah. it, it's, you know, <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> yep. Yep. They get, get there, you know? So yep. uh, yeah, it just shows us like what potential is still in us. We just have to, you know, break that mental barrier, um, right. which is crazy. That's absolutely crazy. But yeah. Um, yeah, but you got to the finish, you beat the, you beat the cut off, which was fantastic. I did. <laughs> I did yeah. With like under a, a minute to go or whatever it was, but yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that's incredible that's so incredible uh, it was a nail biter yeah but, but you did it that's you know that's that's amazing um so congratulations on that um were there many people at the finish uh it was pretty cleared out by the time i came was in it? there okay but actually one of the um runners i had met out on the course was still there and she gave me a hug when i came in and i asked her how she did she's like oh i dropped down to the 100k distance i just wasn't feeling it um so but she was like i'm so proud of you you did it (laughs) (laughs) so that Uh, yeah yeah well i mean now we can kind of talk about your your history you know and then talk about your your past um Let's let's just start by how many hundred milers have you attempted? Uh, four others. Four others. So this was your your fifth, right? Right. Okay. Yep. Um. So those four others, I know, uh, from um from working together, you tried no business this past year, and no mm-hmm. business the year before that. Is that correct? Um, I tried no business in 2018, 2019, and then okay. 2021. Okay. And what was the other, um, the, I tried the falls 100 in 2018 as well when I didn't make the cutoff when I tried no business the first time. So, okay. okay. Yeah. No business was October and I, the falls 100 was, uh, December. 
Okay. Let's, let's go back to when did you start? Let's just say, when did you start running? Oh, um, when I was 31 and I'll be 50. Okay. All right. So, (laughs) okay. And then what did that journey look like? When did you start getting, you know, building and distance and going towards ultra? Um, so gosh, you know, you start, start little started with a 5k. Um, I had somebody that I worked with, um, and he wanted to do a marathon. So he got me into that with him. And then after that, I had a friend that I ran with and she said, well, let's do a 50k. So, um, gosh, I want to say that was maybe 2008 or nine when I did my first 50 K. Okay. And then the same friend and I decided that we're going to do a 50 milers. So that was 2012 when I did a 50 miler for the first time. Okay. Um, But the hundred mile distance always scared me. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. So I'm just going to stick with the shorter distances. I know I can do those. And that's what I did for many, many years. Okay. And then I finally had, um, a couple of friends that were doing a training run for that no business race in 2018. And they said, come on out, you know, just see the course. It's really pretty. So I came out and I thought, oh my gosh, they're right. It's gorgeous. (laughs) This was, this was June of 2018. And so I decided what the heck I'll sign up for it. So (laughs) it was minimal training. (laughs) (laughs) on the fly so to speak so um the fact that i didn't make the cutoffs he had pretty tight cutoffs that year it was a 30 hour cutoff for that race okay um particular year so i'm not surprised i didn't make the cutoff but i tried yeah right 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 and you you came back in 2019 as you said i did yeah so in 2019 i attempted uh, no business again he had extended the cutoffs to 32 hours and um did you train more that that go around i I definitely trained more yeah i had more time i definitely was doing a better training schedule i thought in my mind um but about five minutes uh five miles into the race we were going down a really steep hill and i felt something kind of pull in my quad and i thought oh that's a little early for something to be happening right um but you know, it's just a twinge or whatever. I'm, I'm just going to keep going. And, um, I strained my quad is what happened. And so I made it 50 miles in and I was limping and I knew I wouldn't make it to the next cutoff. So I, I called it then. So yeah, I just injured myself more. Right. Right. And then did you take some time to let that quad heal? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's lots of, physical therapy physical therapy has saved me so many times <laughs> um and uh just I, I decided to take a step back and see what did i need to change what was i doing that wasn't working um and i decided at that time you know i think i need a running coach so <laughs> that's um when i talked to tori and she pointed me in your direction so um and then I just felt like I needed a year to just kind of get some training under my belt, feel more comfortable with things. And I'm really glad that I did do that. So, yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, like 
I really, I really thought, you know, you were going to get it at no business, um, this past year, uh, yeah. 2021. Yeah. I think about what year we are. Um, <sighs> but talk about, talk about 2021. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll say from my perspective, um, Robin had a, a great build. Like she, yeah, everything was in place. Everything looked good. You know, I was just like, this is great. Um, my, you know, uh, the only thing on my side, and I've apologized to Robin about this and I'll apologize again. Now she called me, you know, before the race and was like, any words of wisdom. And I had just had probably one of the worst, you know, days of, of my experience of, of race directing. I was putting on a middle school race and a bunch of kids got stung by bees and I'm just oh, I'm so geez. frazzled. You know, I was just so upset with, you know, the fact that I was hosting this race and a ton of kids got stung. I was just, I was so beside myself. And, you know, then we had this call and you're like, any words of wisdom? And I was just so, uh, I, you know, I was distracted and, and, and totally not in any kind of mindset to, you know, to be, you know, spewing words of wisdom. <laughs> and so <laughs> I like, you know, I, I didn't really have a, a great, you know, like motivating conversation. And I just felt awful about that. I was thinking about that on my run today. Like, you know, like here you are asking me, you know, like, what do I think? What should you do? And I just, I was a flub and I like, I have to apologize again to you because as a coach that, you know, that's, that's not something that <laughs> that should ever happen, but Oh my God, you know, like it was just one of those the bad timing for me, you know, just, but anyway, um, you went into the race and like I said, I thought you were going to be fine. You were with your friend, Tori, who, who yep. we've been mentioning. Um, yep. and, uh, Talk about that experience. Go ahead and, and let's hear about no yes. business. But, um, Tori and I, you know, Tori's been successful at uh, several 100s and she's a really strong runner. And she said, Well, you know, we'll stick together. We're going to do this. And um, she was a really, really great asset. I felt very motivating, um, very wise with her running uh, information, I'd say. And, um, unfortunately for Tori, um, about mile, oh, it was in the night. So it was maybe around a close to hundred K distance. Yeah. I think it was in the sixties. I remember Yeah, she, uh, started having some medical issues and just felt like she needed to sit, sit out at the aid station for a while. And she wasn't sure she was going to continue. Um, so at that point I did have a pacer. I went on with, um, the pacer and we made it uh, f to the next day station and then here's Tori she pops up so she <laughs> miraculously resolved all our issues <laughs> so that was great we were back together um, daylight came we had 25 miles left to go on the course and um, we were we're cruising we were going and Tori was you know keeping me at a good pace um, but I was starting, I had started to have, uh, some nerve pain while I was eating my nutrition and, um, it was just an extreme, really horrible pain. Um, so much so where I stopped eating for about three hours and that didn't pan out very well for me. Um, cause then I didn't have any energy. <laughs> <laughs> So needless to say, we did not make that cut off at mile 88.4. I was Ugh. just dragging. Uh, so anyway, it's, it was frustrating. It was really frustrating. Yeah. And at that point, I even told Tori, like, I don't think I'm cut out for this. I don't think I want to do another one. 
Um, and I just, I just kind of sat and pouted, I guess, for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, you know, we, we talked after that, you know, that, that it's okay to, to process those negative emotions, but it, it didn't take you long before you, you know, you know, you texted me and said, I signed up for Rocky Raccoon, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. was a total surprise <laughs> because the last interaction we had was, you know, I, I'm just, oh, I'm so frustrated with the sport. And, uh, you know, and, and like, you know, you said, you've given, you had given four goes. And it's, I think the point that like, I'd like to bring up is that, you know, no finish is ever guaranteed, you know, and especially at, at a first go at a hundred miles, I think a lot of people walk into a hundred miler and, you know, they've had success at all these other distances, but a hundred miles is, it's such a different beast. I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's really, you know, it's really physically and mentally demanding. And, you know, for those that have not yet run a hundred miler, I, I don't discourage you from trying, but I want you to have realistic expectations that anything can go wrong, you know, and it, it, it may not be in your first, it may be in your second, <laughs> you know, it's there, it's, right. there's, there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to, to finish this race. I have, I think, I think I have three or four DNFs to my name at the hundred mile distance. Um, mm. you know, things just happen. It's, it's you know, unfortunately the way it goes, but I, I like the way that you handled it, Robin. That's the other point I'd like to say is that you allowed your time, yourself time to process it. And then you, you know, you realized, no, I really do want to finish this. Now, when you said you signed up for Rocky Raccoon, I was like, wow, that's a really quick turnaround. <laughs> uh, I think it was you know. maybe five days after the race. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fact that, you know, no business to Rocky Raccoon, it was, you know, it was a quick timing, right? Like it was, yeah, it was. We, were, we were like, wow, you know, so, and, um, you know, within that time period, you know, we tried to recover, but there was a time where, you know, you were just saying like each long run, you're like, oh, Aaron, this just went awful. I feel awful. Mm -hmm. And we were like, you know, we pulled back, you know, if you remember, we just said, all right, let's, you know, let's take time and, and recover more because obviously you're just not recovered yet. Um, mm -hmm. And I was worried. I was like, you know, are we going to have enough to get you to Rocky Raccoon? And we had that conversation right. as well. You know, I was like, I'm not saying that you can't do it and that you won't finish. I just want to make sure that we're doing the right thing for you. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and so, but then it's, it sprung back, you, you know, all of a sudden you started feeling good again, you know, like from yeah. backing off and, and doing what we're, we're listening to what your body told you, you know, uh, and, and doing just less training. And then, you know, we built back up and, and by building back up, we got you to the point where, you know, going in, I, I think you had good confidence going into this. You can tell me if I'm, yeah. if I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, no, I did. I did. Um, I, yeah. Cause it was, I figured do it <laughs> <laughs> so I, like i i certainly from a coaching perspective i certainly appreciate every aspect of how you handled it you know allowing yourself to process that dnf at, at no business because that's that's never that's never easy is at any distance you know when you have a, a dnf and you were so close i mean eight, mile 88 right it was, it was just that's i mean you know that's like i you know i we both you know tori and yourselves we had you know, conversations, we had a conversation all together and then we had conversations separately and, you know, Tori had just come off of a DNF at Western States where she was what, 92 or 96, 94, or, I think it was 94. Yeah. 94. I mean, yeah, I mean, and it was um, obviously it was a medical condition that they had to pull her off mm -hmm. her own safety, but you know, having you know, those two DNFs, I like that's, that's really hard. And, and Tori's mm -hmm. just kind of coming back around herself. Um, right. 
but um, you know, mentally it's, it's the right thing to do. Like if you go into training and your, your mental state isn't in a positive frame of mind, if you're not geared towards your goal, there's no reason to train because you, you know, right. you won't want to get out there every day. Like you're just, you know, you're, you're kind of just going through the motions and mm -hmm. it's, you know, so um, like I said, I totally appreciate the fact that you took the time to process that and realize, no, you still had unfinished business and then, you know, signed up for something else. Um, now in that process, you, why don't you talk about from your perspective, how that went from, you know, from the fact you, you as you said, you, you know, you had the DNF at, um, at no business. And then you were, you know, you're so upset by it. You know, you're like, I don't know if I want to do this again. Mm -hmm. Like, how did that turn around? Um, I just sat and thought about it for a, a few days and I was like, you know, you've been trying for so long <laughs> to try to do this. And every time you've gotten that much closer, it's, and I kind of do an analogy of it's like putting the puzzles of the pieces of uh, the puzzle you pieces puzzle. together. <laughs> yeah. And I, I suck at puzzles. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it's just a challenge. They're a challenge for me. So I kind of equivalated this racing the hundred mile distance to my puzzle skills. <laughs> and every time it's gotten a little bit better. So I thought, you know what, you know, you, you can do this. You can do this. Um, is it going to be pretty? Probably not. Um, but I, I had the confidence in myself that yes, I can do it. And, um, it was a little frustrating when I did have that setback during the training and I kind of second guessed myself a little bit, but then I was like, no, you know what? You, you have this in you, you can do this. You've gone this far and, um, you know, you got this. So, it was just kind of a mindset where I just had to wrap myself around in it. Um, sometimes I would listen to motivating music and just kind of when I was running and just kind of embrace what, whatever the lyrics were, you know, like the best is yet to come, um, you know, just celebrating the power within. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, as I said earlier, like your open, honest communication did make things so much easier to make sure we got you on the right track. Because, you know, like I said, once we pulled back and then you started saying, no, I'm actually, I'm feeling better again. Mm -hmm. We started boosting your training again. And it was like the train was back on tracks. You were right. you know, heading the right direction. Um, you know, obviously, you know, lesson learned about, about, you know, starting out a hundred miler, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, it, you know, we take away something from, from each race, you know, I'm sure you took stuff away from no businesses, each of those experiences and what, mm -hmm. what are things you could do better and, and assessing, you know, like that's always something I ask everybody to do is one of those race reports, you know, and, and kind of go through it with me. And this is kind of you're in my conversation about how things went. So, you know, I can see from your perspective where things were, went right, where they went wrong, what variables we could have controlled and done better. And, you know, things that probably were beyond our control and just were outside factors that, you know, contributed to a, the toughness of the race. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously here you had a success, which is awesome. Uh, and I, I can't wait to see the buckle. Um, 
did you did you post that on social media i saw it is yeah okay okay um i, I didn't go through all of your pictures because you had quite a few <laughs> uh, so I'll, <laughs> I'll just scan through and find the buckle um but that must have been i mean just such a i i know the, i know the level of fatigue <laughs> that is is associated with crossing that finish line but you must have had just such a resurgence when he handed you that buckle I, yeah it was just um I mean, I broke down in tears oh. <laughs> crossing the finish line. Oh, that's, and I, I texted Tori, um, cause I saw you went through the, the last loop while you were, you know, through the fourth loop, you're on your fifth. And I texted Tori, I said, she's going to finish. And, uh, you know, she texted back, she's like, she is, she is. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm about to cry. Cause I mean, I, <laughs> I was just, I knew how much this meant to you. Not that, you know, not that a buckle validates anything, but getting across that finish line is, you know, it's such a, um, I mean, you know, if, if you talk about the weight of the world sometimes, because after what you've been through, that's uh, incredible to, to, you know, get through and, and complete a hundred miles. So, you know, I, I attribute your, your mental tenacity and toughness. Uh, it's, it's incredible. You know, you, you, you did all the work that's for sure. But it, I mean, mm -hmm. that takes you so far. It really does yeah. take that extra component of mental toughness and, you know, just that tenacity to finish. So I, I, I commend you for, <laughs> for pushing yourself and, and for going after it, you know, and, uh, and, and just turning it around. Oh, it's so awesome, Robin. I'm so happy for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So we're, we're, we're in a little rest period We're we're letting you get some, some active recovery, which is must needed. Um, mm -hmm. I had a laugh when I looked a few weeks to the future and I saw Umstead marathon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can thank Tori for that because uh, yeah, I'm sure he wanted me to do it. And I was like, well, it's a month after, um, Rocky <sighs> Rick. <laughs> yeah. oh, I said, I'm not for PR or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, um, so I, I did see that. And, uh, you know, that's, I, I, I understand she's a bad influence and Tori, if you're listening, um, I, I mean that sincerely, <laughs> uh, is there, is there anything else that you got your sights on? Um, well doing no business again in October. So, okay. Um, the reverse directions. I know this right. direction have more elevation gain to it. There's more climbing. Um, but I, I feel like I do well with that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I enjoyed climbing, even though it's something I've definitely had to get used to after I moved here to North Carolina. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else do I have? <sighs> I don't think anything else. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, oh yeah. I've got Yamacraw 50K. Yamacraw. That's uh, yeah. April. May. May. It used to be April all the time, but he just have uh, so many issues with flooding. Hmm. Um, so he moved it to May last year and he was really happy with how that works. So he just, okay. he's keeping it. That's I cool. think it's after Hellbender. It's, uh, it's one, I'm sorry. It's the weekend after Hellbender. Oh, weekend after Hellbender. Okay. <laughs> that, oh, good. Um, yeah. Wow. So uh, Yamakra, uh, well, Umstead Marathon, Yamakra, and then no business. And I'm sure we'll, we'll find some kind of fun along the way, but <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> uh, well, Robin, it, it's been a pleasure kind of talking about this and, and hearing your experience. Um, is there anything else you have, uh, left to say? I, I think we covered the gamut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, thank you so much for, for sharing your story here. And, uh, I, you know, I hope folks can take a few things away from this and, and learn from your, your experience and your mental toughness that, you know, if, if first you don't succeed, keep trying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> keep at it. Uh, well, thanks, <laughs> thanks again, Robin. Oh, Robin, you are amazing. Congratulations once again. And thank you once again for sharing your story. I really enjoyed um, that conversation and hearing all about her race and everything that she went through to get there. So thank you so much, Robin. Um, other things going on here. So, uh, man, um, <laughs> track has started up for uh, the high school. So, um, you know, finding again uh, a pivot uh, in my schedule. So trying to adapt to that and still get in everything. Um I just did my 35 mile run, kind of a, uh, a stepping stone, if you will, um, on my way to Bigfoot 200. So um, I did a YouTube uh, video kind of going over my analysis of that, mistakes that I made and things that went well, um, you know, how, how it went in general. Uh, so you can check out the, the YouTube video and, and kind of <laughs> maybe learn some things along with me. Um, just basic things that, you know, I mean, I never would have thought uh, you know, would happen, you know, they, they typically do. That's Murphy's law. So, um, check out that YouTube video. My channel is Aaron Saft. Um, I'm going to try to create playlists so that I'll have a uh, playlist for all the Bigfoot videos. So you don't have to search through. Um, also did a video on, um, attaching your Kogala, uh, the Kogala light to, um, a naked, um, the naked belt, uh, the naked belts are, uh, it, I really like them. I have no affiliation with, uh, with naked belts, but, uh, they have, um, these kind of elastic cords that you use to, uh, attach your bib number to, and I use them to attach my, my Kogala light. So I did a YouTube video on that. So, uh, you can check it out cause, uh, I like wearing, um, uh, you know, a light like that down lower it gives me better depth perception, um, on a belt. So, um, that's, that's the reason for that. So check that out on YouTube as well. Um, as this releases, um, we'll be, uh, let's see, Thursday, February 17th. Uh, we are rapidly approaching the end of the month. So I'll just say, uh, you know, if you can subscribe to the newsletter, that will be coming out at the beginning of March. Um, you can go on my website. Uh, there's links in the show notes and subscribe. It's free. I try to put a ton into each newsletter, ton of information, reviews, tips, uh, etc. It's you know, um, so please check out the newsletter, subscribe to the newsletter, and uh, you know if there's anything that you want to hear about, uh, I'm kind of breaking down some training here. Uh, last month was on on base training and such like that, so um, you know there's some some stuff on how to kind of get yourself going this year, but a little bit more in depth articles on that. So check out my newsletter. I appreciate that. Uh, so YouTube, subscribe. Uh, newsletter, subscribe. And uh, obviously the podcast here, hopefully you have subscribed to. Uh, keep producing these. Uh, the new Hellbender episode will come out this weekend, which would be the 19th. Uh, this weekend, uh, Lyle Mitchell and I are discussing pacing for the Hellbender 100. So um, you know, check out that. That will release Saturday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, um, you know, 
really busy. <laughs> Obviously, lots going on. Uh, Hellbender is getting super close, so excited about that. If you can volunteer, please jump onto Ultra Sign Up and sign up for a spot. We certainly appreciate everybody that can volunteer. We can't do this without our volunteers, so please um, you know, think about uh, or considering volunteering. Um, also, speaking of volunteering, the G5 Trail Collective is having a number of work days coming up. So um, please, if you can uh, and, and want to do some trail work, check out the G5 Collective, um, their events page. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, check that out. Uh, they they have, like I said, just a number of uh, of, of their uh uh, work days coming up and they they work a lot on the hellbender course and and some of the trails that we hope to use in the future so um that's that's tremendous and certainly appreciate everybody that that gets out there and does trail work so um great opportunity um what else um man you know uh, as i said training's going real well kind of in a recovery week i have about 3 weeks until my scar attempt which is my run through the uh the smoky mountains on the appalachian trail um i i'm really looking forward to it it's uh it's something that i've had on my bucket list for years uh and, and when i say years uh you know i'm i'm talking you know probably close to 12 to 14 years, uh, you know, ever since I, I kind of moved this direction, um, man, I've, I've wanted to, to run that section. So, um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I hope all goes well, weather's, you know, cooperating. Um, I see some pictures and there's still some, some ice at the high points. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully bring my traction devices and, you know, won't have, won't have much issue, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, man, I'm, I'm so looking forward to SCAR. Um, and then beyond that, um, I, when I head up to New York for um, my track and field Hall of Fame induction uh, at the end of April, beginning of May, uh, I'll be doing the Massanut and Loop. So um, I've got quite a few folks that have reached out to me. I certainly appreciate all you guys that are reaching out to to assist me in these uh, in these endeavors in these adventures. Uh, you know, I love company. I love if folks can uh, can kind of ride along and, uh, you know, just kind of be company. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. So, um, thank you so much for that. You guys are awesome. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you know, like I said, lots going on. It's amazing. It's awesome. I'm, you know, I'm really just thrilled with, with everything that's, that's, that's taking place. Uh, coaching wise, I am full at the moment. Um, I would love, obviously love to help you and, and, you know, I really appreciate you guys reaching out. Um, uh, I will be full until probably after Hellbender. So, um, you know, beginning of May, uh, I'll be looking, you know, at probably adding a few folks, um, you know, so, um, just to kind of let, you know, you know, I, <laughs> I, Really, honestly, I wish I could take everybody on board, but I am, you know, kind of with everything going on, I am pretty saturated at the moment. Um, and, uh, you know, but again, you know, thank you guys so much for, for you know, wanting to trust me with your training. I, I love that and I appreciate that greatly. Um, as soon as I do have more space, obviously, I will make that fact known and uh, and <laughs> and hopefully we can uh, we can work together. So um, other than that, 
I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, I hope your training goes well. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you know, please. Uh, I've been getting some great ideas for some some episodes uh, for the podcast as well as for YouTube videos. So thank you again for for your suggestions and comments. Um, you know, if you have anything again you want me to to uh, to talk about, uh, put in the newsletter, any of that, you know, again reach out, you know, uh, some folks do throw uh, on Strava cause I post some, you know, I post my videos and such on Strava and I get some comments through there. So you can follow along on Strava as well there. Um, you can find me at Aaron Saft, um, MR running pains on Strava and you can follow along, see my training, you know, ask questions. Yeah, why am I doing such? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Um, uh, you know, I, I, I try to, um, respond, you know, as quickly as I can. Um, I'm not obviously always on Strava. Um, so, um, you know, please forgive me if there's a little delay, but, um, I hope, uh, your training, as I said, is going great. And, uh, man, I will, uh, I'll speak to you guys next week. I had a great conversation with Travis Macy, the author of the ultra mindset. Uh, man, it was just a joy to talk to him. I loved his book. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of followed along his career. Uh, so it was a real joy to, to talk to him. So that conversation will be released next week, uh, which will be the 24th. So Travis Macy, uh, the ultra mindset and just kind of our talk about, you know, running in general and the mindset and everything. It's, uh, it's a cool conversation. So that will be next week. And then I am recording with, uh, my physical therapist, Miriam Saloon. Um, we are going to be talking about injury and, you know, when should you not run through it and what, avenues should you seek for medical advice so stay tuned for that one that will release the week after which will bring us into march march 3rd so got some really cool conversations coming up um i hope you enjoy them you know if, if you feel it's helpful to somebody please share this episode um or any of the episodes they're all archived uh, either on podbean.com or on my website mrrunningpains.com uh the links are in the show notes so Thank you guys once again for all your support, for everything you guys do, for being a part of our wonderful sport. Uh, so until next time, keep running, my friends.